Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this series, I'm interviewing board member candidates, and with me for this uh, segment is Kevin Bailey. Kevin, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, well, let's go ahead and just dive right in. So why don't you start with um, like an introduction of, of who you are um, and, and why you feel basically like you're qualified or why you'd want to run for um, an executive board position. Yeah. Um, so my name is Kevin Bailey. I currently live in Colorado Springs. Um, I've been playing dodgeball since 2011. Um, I joined through collegiate dodgeball. Um, I played at the school that I went to in college, Grand Valley State University. Um, and from there, I've I've just become more and more involved with the sport, uh, whether it was through uh, the NCDA's executive board, uh, whether it was through um, Elite Dodgeball and now USA Dodgeball. Um, and I've just grown to love the sport and everything about it. Nice. So let's uh, start with the first question. And this is kind of like a like an elevator pitch. So what is your elevator pitch to describe USA Dodgeball, its mission, and what makes it unique to other sports? Yeah, it's a great question. So to start, I mean, I feel like a lot of people will have this exact same answer, but when it comes to the elevator pitch for what is USA Dodgeball, USA Dodgeball needs to be that umbrella where it's synonymous for everything dodgeball in the United States. So whether you're um, looking to play local rec leagues or um, play it at the highest level. Um, USA Dodgeball needs to be that umbrella organization that facilitates and promotes the growth of dodgeball at every single level. So um, I guess that's sort of an elevator pitch and mission for what USA Dodgeball should be. I know a lot of people probably share that exact same opinion. Um, and then what what makes it unique? So many things I could go on for days, but um, there, there's just so many things about dodgeball that are unique compared to any other sport. Um, and that's what's drawn all of us to it. And I think we need to lean on on those different unique aspects of this sport. Um, and that's really what's what's going to make us reach our potential as a sport. So. So you talk about like potential for the sport. Um, can I, I'm going to jump around based on kind of how your answers are going. Um, mm -hmm. what are, what would you say your main priorities are? So if you, if you get elected, you know, what's, how do you unlock that potential? What kind of goals do you have? Right. Um, so at, one of the things that I put in my, uh, platform that, that is on there for when, when you go through to vote, um, one of the main goals that I mentioned was to create a better environment for competitive top level dodgeball. Um, in the United States. So I, I personally think that we need to have an increased emphasis on the premier tour um, and other competitive leagues that sort of live under that USAD umbrella. Um, and I think that we need to have an increased coverage and promotion of top level dodgeball. And it all goes back to sponsorship and how we can grow the sport um, both financially and, and through more, more and more members. And I think you need to promote the sport and add, legitim add legitimacy to the sport to where sponsors are going to be attracted to us. And right now, I think that it. I don't want to. I don't want to take a shot at the last board. I know that they had a lot of things going on, but the Premier Tour almost felt like an afterthought at times. Again, that's not like a a negative thing. I just think that 
me personally, I would make the premier tour and the top level players, teams, all of that needs to be uh, such a priority and, and far more emphasis on that and promoting them um, because that's how you treat it like an actual sport and not just, you know, a hobby, something that we go and we all travel to a tournament um, and have fun. This needs to be treated like a sport. We need to have players. The top players need to be household names throughout the country for anyone that plays dodgeball, whether they're at the rec league level, um, all the way up to the top level. When they see USA Dodgeball and they see all these things that we're promoting, I think that we need to make that top-level environment for top-level competition better than it has been in the past. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one part. I could go on and, and discuss other areas of emphasis, but that is the main one of the main goals. So, initially, before we start recording, we kind of decided that we're going to make this a little more conversational Um previous uh, sessions I've been just basically focusing on the questions, but, um, you're, I think number six now. And so one of the things I'm noticing is, uh, growth and you'd mentioned that. So it, you know, it's, it's great to hear that you want to focus on premier tour, but how would we, how would you rather focus or approach growth? So like, for example, the South is a big one that's come up. A lot of people asked about growing the South region, even the North. So let's kind of shift towards that. Assuming that's, right. that's a, a priority of yours. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so I think first and foremost, I think that we, who, whoever makes the board needs to look at this from a long-term perspective. Um, and I think when it comes to growth, this ties right into another one of the things I want to emphasize, uh, and that would be growing the sport at a youth level, high school level, collegiate level. Um, I think that youth dodgeball is an area of insane opportunity for USA Dodgeball right now where we aren't really placing much of an emphasis on it. Um, I think that we need to direct more money and resources to creating an environment for youth dodgeball to be successful. And, and that starts at the local level um, in working alongside uh, leaders um, in their own communities, creating um, you know a situation where youth dodgeball builds up to the point where in the not so distant future, I, I envision there being 18 and under nationals. So 18U nationals, that's something that um, USA Ultimate does, um, Ultimate Frisbee. So I, I definitely base a lot of uh, my ideas based on what USA Ultimate does. Um, but like 18U national title, that should be a thing at some point. Um, and just building up to where we don't have all of our members have, you know, started playing dodgeball when they're between like 18 and like 25 years old. We need that number to go way down and, and it's going to have a huge impact on on the sport as a whole. Um, so yeah, that's, that's another emphasis. And I think that when it comes to growing, whether it's, it's the South region or the North, I think it all ties back to, we need to have systems in place to where at a local level, people have all of the tools that they need to be successful. And we also help maybe direct them towards, we, we have a youth dodgeball, you know, league or whatever it happens to be. And then we also, have these rule sets that we can provide them with. Um, and I guess this goes into my experience with the NCDA. So we sort of have like a, a, a folder of anything and everything that someone would need if they're looking to start a club at a, at a school, like start a new, new dodgeball club at a school that doesn't have it. I think we need to have, be that resource for um, any local league whether it's someone trying to create um, a youth league in, in, in their city or, or just a local rec league, we need to be um, 
that resource where if someone goes to usadodgeball.com, they can find all of these different, um, whether it's forms, whether it's all these different documents that they might need to um, secure gym space all the way to, you know, promoting and building that league up to where it's a thriving league at some point. And um, I think that's the biggest thing for growth is, is at the local level. If every city has, has um, someone that can sort of lead that charge, USA Dodgeball needs to give them all of the tools and empower them as much as possible to, you know, grow that. Gotcha. So there's, I did receive a message. Um, I'm going to keep it anonymous because uh, this, this has to do with growth. We kind of talked about, it was pitched with, you know, looking at some of the regions like South and North, and this is going to kind of go into a uh, controversial topic. So um, putting you on the spot here, if, do you feel like the USA Dodgeball's decision to move the combine from the South to Colorado because of politics um do you feel like that was the right move? And you don't necessarily have to answer that question so much, but when you look at growth and other regions, um, we're getting into politics. Uh, do you feel like that is something that's, that should be considered when looking to grow and help out other, other leagues, players, organizations? Yeah. Um, I think it's certainly case by case, but when it comes to like the, the Texas thing, I, I guess my opinion would be it didn't really punish the people that, it was intended to public to punish if that makes sense. So no, I don't think that that was the right decision. Um, and I, I guess personally, I would say I, I fully respect people having their own, you know, political opinions and all that. But when it comes to, you know, having your political agenda, your personal political agenda impact your role on an executive board or whatever it happens to be serving members of, of the dodgeball community. I think that that's where I draw the line. Um, so yeah, I think when it comes to the the Texas thing, I think certainly that punished the dodgeball players that happen to live in Texas and that wasn't the intention. Um, so that's why I think that looking back at that, 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 that wasn't the right decision. Right. So trying to get into toxicity, cause that was something that was brought up quite a few times mm -hmm. in the questions and um every every person that was gracious enough to come on these interviews has, has addressed it so you know toxicity is a thing that's happening right now um not gonna get into specifics but how would you address it in the sport especially if you're looking at you know things like growth um developing you know because you want you want the usa dodgeball to be the umbrella for everyone so everyone has different political views different upbringings different mm -hmm. you know xyz so how would you address toxicity in the sport and make it so we can move past it? It's a tough question. So, I mean, in collegiate dodgeball, which I'm an executive board member for the NCDA, um, we really don't deal with all that much of that. Um, so it, I, I don't, I guess I don't notice it as much as some others might, but when it comes to, I guess, just in general, dealing with that sort of thing, um, I think, I think that we need to have, you know, set guidelines in writing all of that in place um, as a USA dodgeball board uh, to where if there are certain things that people are acting in, in a way that, you know, doesn't, you know, serve the betterment of the dodgeball community or they're doing something that probably merits them being, um, you know, suspended or whatever it happens to be, we need to have 
all of those systems in place before so it isn't dealt with on a, a case by case thing and i think one of the biggest things overall for the usa dodgeball board i think is is setting up these systems so that we can be successful moving forward and, and we don't deal with things on a case by case basis um and i guess i would i would say one piece of experience I have when it comes to that is the NCDA has had to suspend people before, um, specifically for, for cheating. Um, and I think we handled that obviously in a, in a professional way and in a fair way, I believe. Um, uh, but the biggest thing that we learned from that, uh, is that we need to have these things set beforehand and in place so that we know it's, it's a predetermined how we're supposed to handle this what's the order of operations here um, and how do we handle this in the best way, in the most fair way, um, both, both to the person that, you know, is being accused of whatever it is that they're being accused of and then um, being able to review it and handle it in a way that is fair to the community as a whole. So I think overall, it's just putting these systems in place beforehand so that we can handle whatever's coming at us and, and you know, having those community guidelines, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. And that kind of addresses another question that came up similar, and that is if someone's excluded from a tournament or national team selection for reasons unrelated to dodgeball, do they have the right to know why and face taxation? So, I mean, you kind of, obviously that's, that's a yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that, I think a lot of people would agree that that's a crazy question even to like discuss because it has to be yes. The answer has to be yes there. And, and we have to, we have to have a system in place for, for both handling it, but then also there, they want to appeal or if they want to figure out whoever it is that, that we're suspending, how do they, how do they, what steps do they take to get back to being able to compete? Um, it, but there's a lot of things to obviously consider there. So all, this can't be done in a case by case basis. And I think that that's, I guess, my main point on the whole thing. So just, just to make sure I, I'm understanding there, there can't be, because everybody is going to have a, a, a unique issue, right? And I, I would eventually right, guess right, right. that's the case-by-case case basis, but there's a systemic way to address these things because exactly. you've defined toxicity, you defined the left-right limits. Yeah. Okay. Needs to be defined, needs to be um, a set order of, you know, one, how do people approach the USA dodgeball board with any of these concerns? Are we approachable? We need to be able to have somewhere where people can submit these things, whether it's anonymously or not. Um, just the, the board needs to be um, reachable when it comes to any of this stuff. And then, and then we have to have a process in place for how to go about it from there. So, and that goes for everything that, that, that goes for more than just the toxicity, but if someone wants help with something, all, all these different things, uh, USA board, USA dodgeball board needs to be that resource where we're trusted and, and people know that they can go to the USA dodgeball board for whatever they need. Gotcha. And that kind of goes into this other question. Um, and I'll, I'll read the full thing and that's how do you plan on improving USA dodgeball such that others could do the same thing without having to be on the board in the future or such that someone doesn't seek to work around you instead and a, I'm realizing as I see this question again, I'm finally understanding like there is a lot of, oh, USA Dodgeball isn't doing this fast enough, so I'm going to do it myself. And we ended up kind of, we end up kind of competing against each other when we all want the yeah. same thing. So do you want yeah. to dive into that a little bit more? Absolutely. So, um, 
something that I think needs to change from like day one. We need to have more subcommittees for USA Dodgeball. We need to have more hands on deck, if that makes sense. Um, and this, I would say it bases off the model that we've used for the NCDA that is has been so successful and that's we do have a board, but then we also have volunteer staff members in different areas based on what their um, area of expertise is. So we have a content team, we have a rules committee, we have all these different subcommittees. And I think that that's something um, I can go more in depth on that, but when it comes to like people working around what the board has done in the past or, or what makes it for, I guess, I'm trying to think of everything that you said in that question, but it all comes back to, um, it, it has to be a bunch of subcommittees. So for example, I think that we had, we need a subcommittee that focuses strictly on Team USA. Um, and I think that the Team USA as a whole needs to be like a separate entity of USA Dodgeball um, with its own leadership, its own fundraising, all of that, um, obviously still being supported by USA Dodgeball. And then the same goes for the Premier Tour, same goes for a youth dodgeball committee that's focused solely on that. Um, and I think that that all goes back to the fact that a handful of board members can't spread their energy out across all of these different areas and all of them be successful. We need USA Dodgeball to grow in all these different areas. And when we have a huge community of people with all these different um, areas of expertise and skill sets, uh, we need to leverage that more. And I think that empowering other people within the dodgeball community that aren't the ones that were elected onto the USA Dodgeball Board is going to go a long way. I think that the NCDA is a great example of it. And following that model is, is what I would like to do because the amount of content um, that's going out through the NCDA is, is insane right now. And it's, I, it's just a group of whether it's college kids or recent graduates that are all putting a handful of hours in, in each week and helping push towards the same goal. Um, and I think that we need that for USA dodgeball. Um, and I think that it would, it'll be insane how, how much more production can come out of USA dodgeball when we have all those people working towards the same goal. So let's definitely talk about, um, the NCDA, your role, and um, I'll ask both these questions at the same time because I feel like they're kind of, they'll, they'll answer or it, it'll lead to the next part of the discussion. That is, what is your biggest contribution to the sport off the court to date and what makes you qualified to be on the board? Because uh, obviously mm -hmm. we're going to go into NCDA and your role there. So, Yeah. Um, what's my biggest contribution to the sport? Uh, it Easily, it's my work through the NCDA. So I, I joined the board as chief of content. Um back when I was still in college, that was back in like 2013 when I joined the board uh, and I've been on ever since then. So it's approaching 10 years now. Um, and back then there barely any, any dodgeball games were filmed. Uh, tournaments didn't have that much coverage when it came to like preview articles, recap articles, any of that. Uh, the, the league's social presence was also pretty bare. Um, and all of those things have increased tenfold since then. Um, it's night and day and I can't take all of the responsibility for that. It's, it's been a team effort, but, um, yeah, I don't quote me on this, but I think that every single collegiate match that has happened this season, um, has been live streamed. Uh, and we've had like five big tournaments, each of those with like 10 to 30 games or something like that. 
And the majority of those matches have been with commentary, scoreboard, all of that, um, like the scoreboard overlaid on the screen. Um, so like it's it's insane the amount of coverage that our league has right now. And I think that while it's been a team effort, that's definitely something I take pride in is is the growth that we've had over the years. And and I truly don't think that there's another league out there that does more with less than than CDA when it comes to funding and and all of that. Um, so that would be the answer to that part. When it comes to what makes me qualified, I do have a handful of things that I, I guess I would like to touch on. Um, but if you have any any questions on the NCDA part, feel free to ask that, I guess. Not so much questions, just kudos. I mean, just seeing Instagram blowing up with, with content has been awesome. So, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's cool to see that. I mean, that's, we want yeah. that for USA Dodgeball, and I feel like you touched those points really well. So, it, it's crazy. It's exciting, and and we have an army of kids right now. I I couldn't even tell you how many people are are helping. Whether it's behind the scenes discussions on on the rules committee, whether it's people on the content team, which we have so many p- talented people now. Where, like I said, every single game has been streamed. I haven't done a single one of them. I'm out in Colorado right now, and I haven't been back to to stream or commentate for any of the games um as chief of content i i take some responsibility for that but or like i take some credit for that but this has been a team effort and i think the main thing is just being able to empower people to benefit the sport and and give them those tools and tying that back to usa dodgeball that's exactly what i would like to do as a board member so it's really exciting but yeah um, onto like what qualifies me and I'll try and cover like a lot of different things here. Um, number one, and I think this goes for everyone that, that is, uh, trying to be on, on the USA dodgeball board. I'm incredibly passionate about the sport of dodgeball. Um, and I have so much belief in the p- potential for the sport and it growing into becoming more of a mainstream sport. Um, and that that really is is my goal. My overall goal is is to make dodgeball more than just the obscure sport, the fringe sport that it is right now. Um, so that is that is the first thing. And like I said, everyone that is up for USA Dodgeball board, many of them I know personally are certainly going to be passionate about the sport. Um, but beyond that, I'm not just passionate about playing the sport. As I've grown older, as I've, you know gone into more of an administrative role, especially with the NCDA. I haven't played a tournament since 2016 for college dodgeball. Um, so that's been completely me behind the scenes, not getting to play, but still being able to serve and grow the sport that way. I, I've realized my passion is for growing the sport and serving people through that administrative role. And I get so much fulfillment out of that. Um, so yeah, when it comes to my qualifications, I've been on the NCDA board for nine years or so. Um, I, like I said, it's the college dodgeball is thriving right now. I can't understate or I can't overstate that, um, both from like a content standpoint, from what we have set in place for future growth for the sport right now, the NCAA has 635 members, which is crazy considering that COVID happened and and knocked us out for two years and, and the amount of recruitment that teams could do during that span was pretty much zero. Um, so the fact that we have, I think USA Dodgeball has 825 members. The NCDA alone has 635. Obviously not all of those are part of USA Dodgeball because 
it's only if you played in Premier Tour, but I don't know, that, that just gives a little bit of perspective about how large the organization is getting um, and just how, how, how much it's thriving. But moving on beyond that, um, when it comes to my qualification, um, when it comes to my professional life, I work in the field of marketing and public relations. Um, I've worked in sports uh, for a few years. I worked for uh, under the Cleveland Cavaliers ownership group. Um, and I worked uh, some of the games there as well. So I, I definitely have some valuable experience when it comes to the sports world, um, in particular with, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But um, on top of that, I'm currently, I work for a startup uh, company that uh, we have plenty of, you know, experience that I've, I've had building a brand, uh, creating a brand voice. Um, and attracting funding and investment. All of those things, I think, tie right back into what USA Dodgeball needs um, when it comes to like uh, create, uh, like creating a better situation for more sponsorship and investment to come into the sport. Um, and I have so much experience when it comes to you know preparing those presentations, creating talking points, framing uh, exactly how the brand um, brand voice is, and all of that. Um, and, and demonstrate, you know, future potential and growth. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, I've also worked like directly with strategic partners. And I think that that's something that USA Dodgeball also needs to work more towards uh, when it comes to the whole sponsorship thing. Um, so yeah, all that ties back to USA Dodgeball. Um, on top of that, I think I have a solid grasp on leading an organization, um, both through my experience with the NCDA, like we've talked about in other areas. Um, and I can tell you that if I'm a board member, it's not going to be about me. It's not going to be about how much I care about, you know, the community and how much I care about dodgeball. I think that what I've learned is great leadership isn't based on how much passion you have or how much effort you put in. It's about your ability to pass that passion on and drive and, and pass that drive on to others and empower them to also push in that same direction that you're pushing. And I think that that goes back to what I said about the NCDA is if it was just me that was, that was, you know, filming games or putting stuff out on social media, it wouldn't be even, even close to what it is right now. I think that it all comes back to, if you're a board member, you need to get as many people working in the same direction as you are. And I think that's an area where I definitely have some experience and would like to, you know, use that same model that has worked to empower others to, you know, help make USA Dodgeball reach its potential. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that those are the main things I guess I would also mention. I, I am very involved with uh, Spikeball or it's also known as RoundNet. Um, so the Spikeball community is another that is very, very similar to Dodgeball. Um, I've helped with USA, USA RoundNet's um, board as part of their uh, player ranking committee, if that makes sense. Um, so I worked through that. I've also helped start um, a mid the Midwest Roundnet Association, which runs tournaments throughout the Midwest. Uh, so I have a lot of experience there, but I think the main thing is just having a good understanding of different fringe sports besides dodgeball and having that perspective, whether it's spike ball. I also have done so much research when it comes to ultimate Frisbee and the way that they run their organization and all these different things that I think that we could steal from them and, and and do the same way that they do to grow the sport, whether it's youth dodgeball, 
whether it's promoting the sport at the highest level, all those things. Um, I think that one thing that's unique to me is my um, involvement and understanding of all these other fringe sports. Uh, so I think that that also ties into my qualifications, but yeah. Nice. So kind of looking at your, the written platform piece, um, I did want to, and this is my own personal question. Um, you had mentioned that you want to improve the public perception and legitimacy of the sport of dodgeball. And since we're talking on how much of a change that the NCDA has had in terms of content, um, how would you do that for, for, for as, as a USA dodgeball board member? Yeah, it's like, I like the question. And I would say, um, before I get into that, I know, I said like my main priority is definitely to improve like the in environment for top level dodgeball and the promotion of that. Um, I still think, I still believe that, you know, local and rec dodgeball is immensely important to USA dodgeball's future. Um, so I don't, I don't want it to come off as ignore everyone except for the top level. Cause that's not what it is at all. Um, with that being said, uh, I think that we need to do as much as we can to promote this sport and its legitimacy so that it isn't treated like, you know, just that obscure sport, just that joke that people will say, um, Dodger wrench, all of that stuff. Um, and I think that there's a lot of work to be done, um, from a national standpoint when it comes to, you know, the legitimacy of the sport. So, I think it all goes back to sponsorship. I know I already mentioned that, but sponsorship is what's going to drive the sport forward. We don't have the built-in. Um, so, so Roundnet, for example, has such a, a built-in advantage where it's run. It's basically run by a company, Spikeball Incorporated, which is selling sets, Spikeball sets, and all of this money is coming in through that. We don't have that with dodgeball unless you're counting like. 8.5 inch dodgeball balls or, or like the foam balls and, and whatever companies are doing that. It's not like we have all of these different companies that um, want to throw money into the sport. So we need to be able to attract sponsorship. And the way to do that is going to be by making it look like a legitimate sport um, and promoting it as such. So like I said, I think that the premier tour needs to be um, m more of a priority. And I think that we need to have, we need to have a committee that, that creates power rankings for teams. We need to publish standings constantly. Um, all of these things are things that we do with the NCDA, but, but that's just a group of 18 to 22 year old kids. Um, we need this to be one for college dodgeball, obviously, but then also for the premier tour, I think it needs to get on that same level, promote this as a legitimate sport, social media updates all the time, highlight videos. But I think that it, in the past, I don't know how to how to word this. It's it's more been promoted like a social thing, um, and and you know obviously it is uh, in in something that you know everyone's welcome at, and it needs to be that. But we need to be able to have that, and also have look at these top players, look at these top games. People that don't even play the sport need to know who the top teams are, um, with us promoting that. Um, and promoting all, all this coverage, whether it's, you know, live streaming events or filming events and then having post-production to where it looks like it's an actual sport and needs to be respected as such. For me personally, I can say I don't play Ultimate Frisbee. I have some friends that do, and I'm, I'm just a casual fan. 
that can go online, whether it's to USA Ultimate's website or to another website, other websites that um, cover the sport. And I, I can follow who are the top teams, what are these things that are happening? I can read these articles, um, recapping tournaments, all these different things. We need to do that for the Premier Tour to where someone can, there's no way right now for anyone to be a casual fan of dodgeball. They, they don't even, they don't even know who are the top teams in each region going into nationals. And, and again, I don't want to take a shot at like the old board. They had their own things that they're working on and obviously probably needed more help. Um, and, and we're overworked based on what I've heard. Um, but I think that we need to have teams in place that are doing all these different things. One of those being a content team that is, covering the premier tour as a professional, you know, league as much as possible. And, and when you, when you promote yourself as that and you make yourself look like such, that's when sponsors are going to start, you know, filing in. So I, and, and it, I have all these different ideas that I could go more in depth on, but like everything from like, if you're working in the top level uh, or, or I guess I should take a step back I think that eventually Premier Tour needs to have different divisions. So there should be a pro, pro division, advanced division, whatever it happens to be as the sport grows. Um, and I know I'm not the only one that has that thought. Um, but if you're in that top division or if you're competing for championships, you need to have a serious name and you need a name that ties back to whatever city or location you're part of. So I know that movement started a little bit with like Chicago Task Force, Grand Rapids Dynasty, all of that. I think that we need to treat the sport seriously. And if we don't treat it seriously ourselves, nobody else is going to. And, and that's like the biggest thing that I've found through RoundNet. Um, I've found through Dodgeball as well. The first step is to take the sport seriously as a community and promote it as such. And then from there, others will actually start to notice. And right now we have a long way to go in, in Dodgeball when it comes to that. So. I guess that that covers the whole promotion part of things. Nice. Take and again, all of this gets accomplished by having an army of volunteers that are going to, you know, pump out content that are going to be working through, you know, what the premier tour is going to do and have, have people in each region that, that are making that successful. So this isn't something that is going to be accomplished by five or six people on the USA dodgeball board. It needs to be a, a team effort by everyone in the community. One more thing I wanted to kind of to ask you to expand upon, uh, only because I, I can almost hear people asking this. So um, so you had Elite. It started off as um, an answer to what the NDL had become, where it was basically no longer the premier um, dodgeball event. So Elite formed up it was invite only and then what i feel happened and this is my opinion is that it became such a well-run organization that people wanted to play from all skill sets right and then it eventually turned into premiere which is great but i feel like when you're saying things like i want premiere to be the best um do we have this is gonna be kind of a few questions in one do we have enough dodgeball right now to actually have two divisions where it's like you have your rec league or your your B teams for lack of better words. And then you have your top of the line, like let these guys and, 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 and girls go completely ham on each other. Um, do we have enough of an opportunity to do that? And then also how do we protect, you know, brand new teams? How do we protect like recreational events like Sin City? So where you don't have, you know, 
USA Dodgeball premier or caliber players, you know, not making it fun anymore. Um, mm. Does that make sense? It's kind of like a multifaceted yeah. question. So sorry, but I don't know if that's uh, something you can no. expand upon a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I, it goes back to what I mentioned with with Spikeball and their their tour series and how it's run. Um, and pretty much how it's run is is there's a premier division which you have to qualify for by getting certain you know finished place in advanced division which would be the second one then below that they have intermediate um and then sometimes they even have beginner division um and then at nationals the top x amount of teams from premier division get to qualify for pro division and pro division is going to be obviously the top level of the sport at nationals and in those top 16 teams based on their performance throughout the regular season um get to compete for a for an opportunity to win a national title. Um, I love that that model. And I think that you had a great question in terms of, are we ready for that in terms of the number of teams? I'm not so sure. I think that right now, at most, it could be two, division, it, two divisions. It could be premier or whatever we end up calling it, and then advanced division. Um, but to your point of protecting or creating the best environment for not just the top level, but also people that are new in their first tournament, local players that are going to their first tournament in, in their area. I think that multiple divisions is beneficial for everyone. I think that when you have when you have top level teams competing against each other, um, that's great. But then also you have new people that, that are able to compete in the advanced division and in Eventually, maybe if they want to aspire to, to get up to that top level, they can. Um, there's definitely a lot of planning that would have to go into it in terms of how do you qualify up, all that stuff, or is it just voluntary? I want to be part of the premier division or I don't. Um, it's it's tough to say if we have enough people. I think that we would at nationals in events like that. But overall, it, it just comes down to we need to make an environment where the top level is getting promoted as such and treated as such, but also all of these rec league players or local, you know, players that are, are going to their first tournament aren't going to get beaten up by Andrew Ketchum in their first event. Right. <laughs> they, they actually get to compete against people of their skill level and everyone gets to build from there through, through spike ball. I've noticed that it's been insanely successful and people love that, that drive to try and qualify up for the top, top division or throughout the regular season, the premier teams have so much to, to, you know, compete for because they're trying to get a certain seed when it gets to nationals and they want to make pro division and, and just that chase to get after that. It makes the regular season events so, so interesting. All these different talking points. I like, I, I didn't pay attention to West round two. I have no idea where it was or anything like that. I didn't pay attention to South round two, but if all of these things were going on and, and we had, you know, pro division bids that, that people were trying to qualify for based on a point system, all of that, all of that needs to be part of the premier tour. And I think it'd be awesome. And then also you're looking at rec league players that now are, are trying to strive to be at that top level. And when you get to that point, then, then it's more of more than just, you know, a handful of tournaments that everyone goes to and plays together. It's now a sport that has different, you know, tiers based on skill level and, I think that it benefits everyone from the top down. Nice. And if I may interject my, or inject my opinion, it's a playing cactus league where we have a really good, consistent uh, showing 
but there's a it's like the catch them complex like you don't want to punish good players like andrew by not letting them play but you also don't want to like scare new people away either so there has to be a there has to be a division so um yep i feel like that's what you're getting at 100 percent. i think that like i said i think it benefits every every single skill level when when you separate it in, into divisions and still give people the opportunity to obviously move up into that top division if they if they want to um but yeah yeah because it, it filters out people that just want to not knocking anybody but people just want to show up drink and have fun and, and call it a day <laughs> they're not trying to be the next gold member you know you say gold team player so yeah yeah outside of the drinking part i think that we need to it needs to be a welcome place for people that are just in it to check it out or have fun for their first tournament um and you see a lot of that in spike ball um while also not wasting any of the time of the top players and then also if if there's a potential sponsor that that shows up to you know la for a tournament and they see a, everyone in the same division it's not going to look as good as if you have a, a pro division where all of these top teams are going at it all of them have like professional you know uniforms they, they all have legitimate team names um and they have recognizable players based on what what the sponsorship people might be seeing on social media through USA Dodgeball. All that stuff is is just going to build upon itself. So, yeah, I think we're on the same page about the the whole division thing, though. Gotcha. Appreciate you expanding upon that because yeah, the mm -hmm. last thing I want is for people to think, oh, you're just trying to eradicate all recreational. But uh, obviously, that's not the case. Alrighty. Well, um, as I've told everybody, I could definitely go into the weeds all day long. Um, but uh, to keep this more about you and your 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 role and, and what you um, are hoping to accomplish. Let's go ahead and wrap this up by just saying if, or seeing if you have any closing thoughts or statements and uh, what we'll call it. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, first off, I want to say thank you to you again, props to you for putting this all together last minute um, with all these different people. And I think that for the sport to grow, I know I've said we need people all pushing in the same direction. I think we need more people like you taking it upon themselves to, you know, do things like this to benefit the entire USA dodgeball membership. Um, so that's one. Two, I just want to say I would love for everyone's vote. And if I am voted in, there's going to be a number of things that you can expect. First off, if I am voted in, I would like to put a post out there that says, one, thank you to anyone that voted for me. Two, if you didn't vote for me, please feel free to DM me. And I would love to know what it was about other people's platforms that, that you found more appealing. And uh, also, too, if there's something about my platform that you're concerned about or have, have questions about, please reach out to me as well. And I want to know about that. I just want to get a better grasp of what the USA Dodgeball membership really wants. Um, so you can expect that, too. Kind of ties right into that. And I don't think I mentioned this yet. I think one of the most important things is going to be to have a membership survey or membership census, all of that, to, to get a better idea of the USA Dodgeball membership, our, our demographics, our our wants and our needs, where we see the, the sport going, what we think USA Dodgeball should prioritize. Um, and I can tie this right back to USA Ultimate. I read an insanely long article about USA Ultimate and the way that they ran their organization and things that they did that worked and, and things that didn't. And one of those things um, was one, having a strategic plan that they published. Um, and that strategic plan was based partially off of a membership survey that had all of these different things in it that they they found out about. Um, and we need to lean on our members. Um, so that's something else that you can expect. Um, 
on top of that, I think that the main thing, my main selling point, um, like I said, was leaning on my experience to promote and cover the sport and add legitimacy, legitimacy to the sport um, and, and get, get sponsorship and really just build the sport that way. If I'm part of the USA board, or if I get to be part of the content team through USA uh, Dodgeball, whatever it happens to be, you can expect the premier tour to be covered like it's a legitimate sport, like it's a professional sport. Constant standings updates, constant social media updates and, and features on different players, all these different things where the top teams, the top players are all household names for anyone that follows dodgeball. Um, I think that that's what it needs to be. Recap articles after tournaments, preview articles, player rankings. We need to have a player ranking committee, all these different things. Like I said, I, I ran or I helped run the USA Roundnet player ranking committee. Um, so I have experience with that as well. But all these different things that treat our sport like a sport and not like a hobby. All of those different things are what you can expect from me. Um, yeah, on top of all of that, and I think that this is one of the most important things that whoever makes the board needs to, one, look at it from a long-term perspective, and two, they need to want the sport to outgrow them. Um, and I don't think I mentioned that yet until now, but that's the number one thing. Um, and people reach out to me after they read my, my platform and said that was, that was the best part about it, is I said, I want the sport to outgrow me. I want the sport to eventually get to a place where a player of my caliber is no longer relevant. I want the sport to get to the place where, where I, I can't play at the top level because the sport has grown so much and we're attracting players that are far more talented than, than I am. And I think that whoever is on the USA dodgeball board needs to have that mindset, help the sport so that it can outgrow you. Don't be, don't be in a selfish situation where you're just serving yourself or people that are your friends with, because you you're comfortable with where the sport is right now. Um, and tying it back to ultimate Frisbee one more time, there's an article that I think has made its wave its way through the dodgeball community at some point. Um, it's called the sport of ultimate is at a crossroads and it's so interesting and it ties right back into dodgeball. Um, and let me see if I can read a quick part of it. So, in this article, it, talk, it discusses ultimate frisbee and it talks about where where the sport is and how it's such a, a obscure sport and people don't look at it as as being, you know, a serious sport quite yet. Um, and the player who who's a, a collegiate level player talks about how it's it's people are comfortable with where it is currently. So I'll just read that this last little bit from that article. It says, sure. The competition found at the club level, which for us would be the premier tour. Sure, the competition found at the club level is intense as is, but we'd be fooling ourselves if we said it was on par with other professional or Olympic caliber sports. Besides, the community starts to face an existential crisis perfectly summed up in a conversation I had with one of my captains on my team. If ultimate becomes a more legitimate, if ultimate becomes more legitimate, then people like you and me can't play at this level. So yes, we could promote ultimate as a safe heir apparent to football, propping up the AUDL and improving its visibility to the point where kids grow up with a disc in hand. By building it from the ground up, the game would naturally grow more competitive and more mainstream. It may take a long time, but in 50 years, if climate change hasn't done us in by then, 
why wouldn't we be able to talk about the AUDL championship game in the same vein as we now talk about the Super Bowl? But what if the ones who care so deeply about the sport and its culture don't want to see that timeline unfold? The path of least resistance means letting ultimate slowly marinate in its current glory. People may never treat it seriously. We'll still have to answer all a whole slew of questions as to why a group of lanky dudes and gals wearing cool gear are traveling together in the airport or endure comments about why ESPNU is showing a sport that only belongs on ESPN8, the Ocho. So yet if you work hard and practice your throws, someday you yourself could be competing on the national stage, even if no one's watching. And that right there sums up exactly how I feel about dodgeball. We need people that don't want the sport, like they said in that article, to slowly marinate where it is right now, even though that selfishly is going to be best for you because you get to compete at the top level and feel like you're part of it and, and get that recognition. We need people that want the sport to outgrow them as quickly as possible where they aren't relevant anymore because we have, we've promoted it and there's, there's so much more attention to it. And there's, there's players that are so much more athletic playing the sport of dodgeball. So that's honestly my closing statement. I'm sorry that that reading that took so long. Um, but I think whoever is on the board, I plead to all of you to please look at it from a long-term perspective and build the sport to where none of us are good enough besides, you know, maybe that top 1% to even compete at this level. Awesome. Very well said. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. 